From the brains behind Brains On, it's Smash Boom Best. The show for people with big opinions. I'm Molly Bloom, and you're listening to Smash Boom Best, the show where we take two things, smash them together, and ask you to decide which one is best. Today's standoff is a total critter contest. It's opossums versus raccoons. We've got theater teacher and improv sensation Roy Rodriguez here to represent the marvelous marsupials, opossums. I wanted to start today with some motivation from my <laughs> opossum guru, Nana. Nothing is impossible. <laughs> and super producer Rosie DuPont here to defend the masked mavens, raccoons. I cannot raccoon mend raccoons enough. <laughs> We're starting off very strong in the pun department. Which team will win? The one who digs through debris or the one who dares to act dead? Lucky for us, we've got May from Egan, Minnesota. She writes horror and fantasy short stories and draws dragons all over her homework. Hi, Maeve. Hi. So, Maeve, I understand you and your friends consider opossums to be your mascots. Why is that? How did that start? Uh, screaming. Screaming. We are, we are a very loud uh, group of individuals. Very loud. It's the, the opossum screaming that really spoke like, to you. If, like, you can just have, like, three of my friends in a, in a room, and we'd be really loud if you had the entire, like, I call them the group chat because that's just, like, everyone is in one, like, collective group chat. It would be so, like, there would just be yelling and chaos and probably fire. Who knows where? <laughs> We're just chaotic. <laughs> You clearly have a deep connection with opossums. So what about raccoons? I either think of that guy from Guardians of the Galaxy or mm -hmm. like Pokemon. Yes. Like, and those are some lovable raccoons. Yes. Excellent. So do you think one of these animals is already cooler or do we have kind of a blank slate we're working with here? Um, I find them both really interesting. I know more opossums facts than I do raccoon facts, but I will gladly be surprised by... The facts. Maeve, you're in for some serious raccoon facts. If you wow me, may maybe. All right. Maybe. And Maeve, I've got some new possum facts that may just make you go, whoa, I didn't even know that about opossums. <laughs> okay. All right, Maeve. Are you ready to judge this thing? I am ready. Wonderful. Then let's review the rules of the game. Round one is the Declaration of Greatness, where our debaters present fact-filled arguments in favor of their side and each have 30 seconds to rebut their opponent's statements. Then we've got the micro round, where each team will present a creative response to a prompt they received in advance. Round three is the sneak attack, where our debaters will have to respond to an improv challenge on the spot. And to wrap it all up, we've got the final six, where each team will have just six words to sum up the glory of their side. Our judge, Maeve, will award two points in the first round, one for her favorite rebuttal, the other for the declaration she liked best. She'll award one point in each round after that, but she'll keep her decisions top secret until the end of the debate. Listeners, we want you to judge too. Mark down your points as you listen. At the end of the show, head to our website, smashboom.org, and vote for whichever team you think won. Okay, Roy, Rosie, and Maeve, are you ready? Yeah. Raccoon ready. it on. Then it's time for the... Declaration of Greatness. We flipped a coin, and Roy, you're up first. Tell us why Team Opossum is awesome. To help convince you of how incredible opossums are, I'm going to introduce you to a super fan. Hi, I'm Dorothy. I'm eight years old. Opossums are my very, 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 very favorite animal. Full disclosure, 
Dorothy's my daughter. She's been really into opossums since kindergarten. She has stuffed animal opossums, opossum books. She even volunteers with them at a local animal rescue where she helps feed the babies. And I'm starting to think she might be part opossum. I've been starting to eat like an opossum hanging upside down on the monkey bars. Okay, she hasn't grown a tail yet, but she's pretty obsessed. And I get it. Opossum rhymes with awesome, so bonus points there. But it's not just the name. Opossums are one of the coolest, most unique animals on the planet. For starters, opossums are the only marsupials in North America, which means they carry their young in a pouch, like a kangaroo. And just like kangaroos, opossum babies are the size of jelly beans when they're born. Then they crawl into their mother's pouches and grow into joeys. And do you know what's even cuter? Baby opossums like to crawl onto their mother's back and hitch a ride. It's like an opossum school bus. All aboard the mom bus. Come on, you're going to be late for school. I want to get on. Wait for me. Wait, 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 wait. It's just too cute. Ugh, opossums aren't cute. They're so mean. They hiss. And have you seen their gnarly little rat teeth? Ugh. Well, that's just prepossumness. I mean, preposterous. Opossums are not aggressive, right, Dorothy? Yeah, they're misunderstood. They don't want to hurt you. They're just trying to protect themselves. Right. Opossums get a bad rap for hissing and gnashing their teeth, but it's purely a defense mechanism. They're basically all hiss and no bite. Truth be told, if opossums get really scared, they don't attack, they actually faint. And that's where you get the phrase, playing opossum. <laughs> their eyes close, their tongues flop out, and they release a super smelly odor. This way, a predator thinks they're already dead and doesn't attack. All of this makes their act pretty convincing. And the winner for playing dead goes to... Opossums! Thank you! Wow! There are so many people I'd like to thank. It's all a little overwhelming. Oh, not again. Can someone bring over a fan? What makes them even more special? Their resilience. Opossums, like raccoons, eat just about anything. Fruits, seeds, nuts, insects, fish, trash. Basically, whatever they can get their little mitts on. But unlike raccoons and some other animals, it's extremely rare for opossums to get diseases like rabies. Wait, what? Yeah. Opossum's body temperature is too low for the rabies virus to survive. They also rarely get Lyme disease from ticks. Instead, they act like nature's vacuum cleaners and eat up all the ticks without getting sick. This really tickles me fancy. In fact, a single opossum eats about 5,000 ticks every season. And that keeps diseases from spreading to other animals, including humans. Whoa, that's pretty rad. It doesn't end there. They also slurp up slugs and gobble grasshoppers, which makes gardeners pretty happy. Possums keep my petunias pleasant. 
and my lilies lit. Opossums are even immune to honeybee stings, scorpions, and snake venom. They're nature's superheroes. It's a rat. No, a cat. No, it's an opossum. Protecting plants, fellow mammals, and humans alike. Rabies, ticks, even venomous snakes don't stand a chance against the mighty opossum. Wow, I was wrong. Possums are awesome. Wow, a super versatile argument there for opossums. Who knew they were so talented? Maeve, what stood out to you about Roy's declaration of greatness? Um, I didn't know that they had lower body temp. Yeah, that was fascinating. Like, I, I knew a lot of that information because, you know, I, I am just opossums. But, like, <laughs> I did not know they had a lower body temp than most animals. And so that, because I, I knew that they weren't likely to get rabies. I didn't know why. And yeah. So that was interesting. It's really fascinating. Their bodies are pretty incredible and capable of withstanding a lot. All right, Rosie, it's time for your rebuttal. This raccoon is ready to go. (laughs) You've got 30 seconds to tear up Roy's argument. And your time starts now. Okay, who cares if opossums don't get rabies easily? They are known for being infested with parasites, and they carry diseases that are dangerous to humans, including tuberculosis. Also, dogs are responsible for up to 99% of rabies infections in humans, not raccoons. So this whole raccoon rabies thing is overblown. Okay, number two. Opossums are not nice. They're scaredy rats. They are bad at protecting themselves. They have a really high mortality rate. The longest that an opossum lives in the wild or anywhere is four years. And And time. Oh, my gosh. Most of them die in the first year of their lives. I could tell we were going to run out of time when you were like, and number two. It's like, uh (laughs) uh-oh. Rosie's going to run out of time today. Oh, man. So much more to say, guys. So much more to say. Well, Rosie. I yeah. know you have a lot more points to make. Oh, my gosh. So please, tell us why raccoons should reign supreme. Hey, y'all. I'm hanging out by the dumpsters behind my apartment building, waiting for my raccoon friend to arrive. And boy, does it smell. Like heaven. <laughs> Roxy Raccoon. Time for midnight breakfast. Roxy, I'm so glad you're here. I'm defending raccoons in a Smash Boom Best debate against opossums. And I want to ask you about your kind. Raccoons. We're incredibly smart and pretty darn cute. Like way smarter than opossums. We're even smarter than cats and dogs. (laughs) Sorry, Mitzi. You got nothing on us. Raccoons have brains packed with neurons. The little information messengers in your noggin. Our intelligence is on par with human toddlers. Raccoons are so smart, scientists in the early 20th century wanted to use them as lab rats in scientific experiments. Yeah, like that was going to work. We pickpocketed researchers, chewed our way through cages, and escaped into lab ventilation systems. We could not be contained! Wow! (laughs) Yep, it's all in the hands, baby. All in the hands. Raccoons have incredibly sensitive, adorable hands. See the lock on this trash bin here? Watch this. $10, she'll be able to open it. Raccoons can unlock boxes, navigate latches and bolts, use buttons and levers. The only other mammals with hands as sensitive as raccoons are... Primates! Which includes humans. Yeah, we have a lot in common with these little masked bandits. 
Ta-da! Food for you and food for me. I am cute and trash is free. You are cute, Roxy. Oh, stop. It's true. Looks aren't everything, but raccoons are so much more adorable than opossums. Let's do a side-by-side comparison. Raccoons have little black button noses, a mischievous black mask, and innocent eyes trimmed with splashes of white. Easy breezy beautiful raccoon girl. Meanwhile, opossums look like deranged mice the size of house cats, perpetually scowling with all 50 of their sharp, scary teeth. Ew! And consider this. Raccoons' charming looks have influenced the fashion world. In the 1950s, the Davy Crockett TV show was super popular. Davy, Davy Crockett, king of the wild frontier. American kids loved Davy so much, they wanted their own version of his iconic raccoon skin cap. That's a hat with a raccoon tail attached to the back. Okay, I don't love thinking about raccoons being killed for their fur, but you have a point. We're extremely good looking. Can you imagine wanting to dress up like an opossum? <laughs> I'd rather play dead. <laughs> Me too, Roxy. Me too. And we might as well face the truth. Raccoons, with their smarts and good looks, have captured the human imagination in a way opossums never will. Throughout history, they've stolen the spotlight as celebrity pets and movie stars. My favorite is Rocket Raccoon from Guardians of the Galaxy. He's super smart and the funniest character in the franchise. And he's pretty cute. Mine is Rascal Raccoon. He's the star of Sterling North's best-selling book, Rascal. It's a true story about their adventures together during Rascal's first year of life, and it was so popular it turned into a live-action Disney movie and a Japanese TV show in the 1970s. Love that show. That's how raccoons ended up in Japan. Wait, really? Yeah, Japanese kids were so obsessed with the anime version of Rascal Raccoon. For a while, more than a thousand pet raccoons were shipped into Japan every month. Ugh, I wish I could have a pet raccoon. No, you don't. We're born to be free, baby. Okay, I'll settle for raccoon memes. Raccoons are internet sensations. Take Melanie Raccoon from the UK. She's got a huge following and she can perform over a hundred tricks, from dancing to clapping to riding a tiny bike. Whatever. I could do that, too. With a little bit of coaching, Roxy, yeah, you could. Got any memeable content to close with? Live every day like trash day. (laughs) I swoon for raccoons. Wow. Raccoons taken pop culture by storm. Maeve, what stood out to you about Rosie's Declaration of Greatness? Their hands are sensitive. Mm. Um, also, I really like the like the thing about like trash is free. That I don't know. <laughs> I just like that bit. That that bit was fun. It's a very charismatic raccoon. Also, thought it was really interesting that the raccoons kept pickpocketing the scientists and like <laughs> escaping. It's like very hmm, clever. I don't think they're gonna be very good lab rats. <laughs> Using those hands for some mischief. Okay. Roy, it's time for your rebuttal. Okay. You have 30 seconds to turn Rosie's argument upside down, and your time starts now. 
So Rosie said possums are infested with parasites, but actually raccoons have roundworm and leprosipriosis, which are very harmful to humans. And in fact, the, the Center for Disease Control said that, uh, in fact, raccoons are second only to bats that carry the most rabies in the United States. Also, she said that possums aren't smart, uh, but actually possums were used by scientists to, to go through very complicated mazes. When it comes to raccoons using their hands, they're basically thieves. They're called pests. They get into <laughs> people's attics because with their little hands, they crawl into your attic space and, and make babies. Time. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know who else uh, crawls into attics? Opossums. You just met an opossum, in fact, that had snuck into a flower shop, I believe, and ate lots of glittery ribbon and then pooped glittery poops <laughs> yes. all over the flower shop. That opossum got there by accident because the owners had a terrible roof. It's not the possum's, <gasps> opossum's fault that the owners of that flower shop had a bad roof. So I say, you know Look, what? It's on what? the owners of that shop that the possums <laughs> fell through. You know what, Roy? Here's what I, here's what I want to say. I want to say that you know, <laughs> raccoons and opossums both will go into an attic if it's available to them. So maybe we're just, we're on the same level here, okay? Okay, Maeve, it's time for you to award your points. Give one point to the declaration of greatness you liked best and one point to the most compelling rebuttal. You get to decide what makes a winning argument. Did one side sway you with their humor or logic? Wow you with fantastic facts? Maeve, have you awarded those points? Yes. Wonderful. Now, Rosie and Roy, how are you feeling so far? Woo-woo, raccoons! Feeling good. <laughs> Roy, how are you feeling? Opossums are so resilient that any attack that Rosie and her raccoons have are nothing to the resilience that we've got on side possum. Ooh, things are heating up. All right, it's time for a quick break. Go pick through the recycling and eat a handful of ticks. And we'll be right back with more Smash Boom Best. Hey there, Super Smarties! Taylor here with my number one debate mate, Todd Douglas! Here I am, and guess what? Taylor and I caught another logical fallacy in the wild! Logical fallacies are debate mistakes that muck up your argument. And this baddie is called the correlation fallacy. It's when you think one thing causes another thing to happen, but the relationship is actually totally random. Let's head over to Kanga's Fast Food Palace and listen to this fallacy in the field. Ooh, I love playing the Kanga Scratch Lottery game. I'm totally going to win. Yes! I knew it! Whoa, Brian, chill. I knew I would win. Really? Yeah, because I'm wearing pink. What? No way that's a thing. Yes, it is. I've done the research, Sandra. I've camped out at Kanga chains around the city, and people are always wearing pink when they win the game. Brian, that's just a coincidence. Look, I've taken pictures of people celebrating with their free Kanga burgers and free Kanga fries and free Kanga shakes. See? He's wearing pink, and so is she. Pink, pink, pink. It's science. Here, can you take my picture of me with my winning cup and totally fashion pink bucket hat? Okay, your hat is cute, but you didn't win because you're wearing it. Brian used a correlation fallacy to try to prove that wearing pink and getting a winning ticket are connected. But they're not. Sorry, Bri. Try again. Remember, debate heads, check those assumptions. And we'll catch you next time on State State of of Debate. Debate. Boom, 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 boom. 
are listening to Smash Boom Best. I'm your host, Molly Bloom. And I'm your judge, Maeve. So, Maeve, how's it going? Are you enjoying the debate? I really like it. It is fantastic. Wonderful. What is, like, one of the wildest facts you've learned today? Probably the, the that possum's body temp is lower mm. than, and so they don't get rabies as often. It's a good fact. We love getting debate suggestions from our listeners. Here's an epic idea we got from Maxwell. My debate idea is hide and seek versus tag. We'll check back with Maxwell at the end of this episode to see which side he thinks should win. And now it's back to today's debate. Opossums versus raccoons. That's right. And it's time for round two, the... Micro round. Today's micro round challenge is called Basic Cable. Rosie and Roy, we asked you to pretend you're channel surfing and spoof various forms of TV shows, all while showcasing the glory of your side. Roy went first last time, so Rosie, you're up. Let's tune in. Hmm, let's see what's on Trash Panda TV. Ooh, it's the NPR raccoon. I love her. She climbed a 23-story building in St. Paul, Minnesota. And she's at it again. The NPR raccoon is back in St. Paul, and she says she's here to scale an even taller tower. Miss Raccoon, what inspired this ambitious new goal? I love a challenge. Whether it's breaking into a school cafeteria or opening a jar of smoked mackerel, I'm ready for it. Very impressed. And I've heard you have your sights set on Jackson Tower. (laughs) Yeah, it's double the height of the last tower. 46 stories. Wow. This raccoon is shooting for the moon. Next up on... I love my little forbidden cats. Ugh, is that an opossum? Playing dead? This is the whole show? Boring! Ooh, the History Channel. Rebecca the raccoon was shipped from Mississippi to the White House shortly before Thanksgiving, 1926. Rebecca the White House raccoon. Raccoon meat was once a common delicacy, and Rebecca was supposed to be served for the presidential Thanksgiving meal. But President Calvin Coolidge couldn't bear the idea of eating such a sweet little animal, so he kept her as a pet instead. She was famous for unscrewing light bulbs, opening cabinets, and unpotting plants. She reminds me of Roxy. Did someone say my name? (gasps) Roxy, how did you get in here? What's on the menu for midnight lunch? There is no lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was wonderful. Uh. It's a really good channel surfing, hanging 10 on that remote control. Okay, Roy, it's your turn. Let's hear your channel surfing. Hold on to your prehensile tail, sports fans. This is Joey Pouchman reporting live from the 50-yard line. In a surprise turn of events, a full team of baby opossums have suited up and are ready to play some football. Joining me as always is my co-host, Whiskers McSchnout. This is riveting, Joey. These young Joeys just turned five months old and said goodbye to mom and hello, football. They just hit the field and are showing us an interesting formation. I think it's called the cuddle formation. That's right, Whiskers. Opossums are known to be avid cuddlers. Oh, no. There's a flag on the play. 
It looks like one of the opossums bit a little too hard and deflated the football. I'm not surprised. Possums have 50 teeth. That's the most teeth of any mammal in the animal kingdom. Looks like we need to take a timeout to get another football. But don't touch that dog. Howdy, friends. It's me, Bob Rossum. Let's get to painting. Today, we're going to be painting the noble opossum. Such beautiful little creatures. Okay, let's grab some paint and a brush. Then just start making the body of that happy little puffball. You know, opossums have some of the cleanest fur in the animal kingdom. They spend most of their waking hours cleaning their coats. So you'll think twice before calling these little guys dirty. The fur is cleaner than my painting apron, that's for sure. Welcome back to Opossums, the history of the hiss. Most U.S. presidents have had pets during their time in the White House. Believe it or not, two U.S. presidents kept opossums as pets. President Herbert Hoover named his opossum Billy, after President William Taft. And President Benjamin Harrison had two opossums in the White House, Mr. Reciprocity and Mr. Protection. It goes to show opossums are number one, even among the presidents. Oh, wow. I am amazed that the White House has had both raccoons and opossums as pets. I'm shocked. Did you know that, Maeve? No, I only knew about like dogs and cats and like birds. Wow. You know, the usual presidential debate. Yeah. Did anything else stand out to you about those channel surfings we just experienced? Um, I liked how there was like the raccoon scaling the building Mm. in the first one. And then with opossums, how it was just like the the joeys were just like the cuddle pile. Yeah, that's pretty cute. I will admit that. (laughs) A little cuddle pile. All right, Maeve, time to award another point. Don't tell us who it's going to. Hmm. Again, the criteria up to you. Which uh, shows would you rather watch? Who got some facts in there? Again, up to you. Have you made your decision? Yeah, this one was a bit quicker. All right. Then it's time for our third round, the super stealthy (laughs) sneak attack. Your sneak attack is called On Broadway. We want you to come up with a song from a Broadway musical starring your side. Tell us a bit about where your song appears in the show. Is it the opening I Wish song? Is it the exciting closer of the first act? Or maybe a romantic love ballad? And then sing us a sample of the music. Doesn't have to be the whole song, but we'd like a sample, a taste of this song. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Absolutely. Okay. So Rosie went first last time, so Roy's going to start. Are you ready, Roy? Let's do this. All right, let's get operatic for opossums. So when I think of opossums in a Broadway musical, I think of someone who's also misunderstood, that person being Treasury Secretary Alexander Hamilton. And so what I have (laughs) done for you today is done a reimagined version of my shot, but it's called My Schnout, and it's about... (laughs) The noble opossum. Uh, would you like a sample? I would love. We would love that. Great. Okay, here we go. This is like, this is like the opening of the musical, just like where it is in, in, in Hamilton, you know, because you, you have to, you've got to figure out who this person is and understand, you know, how this creature rise up against all the negativity, kind of like what we heard in the debate earlier 
from the side of the <laughs> raccoons. So uh, here we go. I am not throwing away my snout. And yo, I'm just like my country. I'm fun, hissing, and hungry. And I'm not throwing away my snout. We gonna rise up, possums. We gonna rise up. We gonna rise up, possums. Show the raccoons what it's all about, possums. <sighs> <sighs> okay. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. I felt the passion. Very nicely done. Thank you. Okay, Rosie, you <sighs> are up. We're ready for a raccoon rhapsody. All right, I'm not a musical theater guru, but I am a fan of the theater, so I think I can come up with something. So I want you to think of this song as a love song in a community theater piece produced by a band of little raccoons living (laughs) in an alley in New York City. They're a scrappy off-Broadway kind of gang. And this love song is actually inspired by this one raccoon. Um, His name is Ronald's. Um, and his feelings for Roxy, who you met earlier. <gasps> Ooh. So, so here we go. It's like a, a story arc here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is him singing to her sort of like at the climax of the show where he's realized that he, he's madly in love with her. <clears throat> my sweetest raccoon, fly my heart to the moon. <laughs> it's for you I swoon. I can't help but sing this tune for you, my perfect Roxy Raccoon. Oh, very (laughs) heartfelt. Beautiful. Very passionate. Slow tear rolling down my face. (sighs) This is going to be a tough decision. I can imagine the scenery of like a moon as he's like strumming a guitar or something. Oh, but it's community like theater, so the moon is a little off kilter. You know, the moon's kind of <laughs> the string has broken, and and the moon is little, you know, sideways. That's that's how I imagine that. All right, Maeve, think about what you just heard. Did one side impress you with their melodies? Did another make you laugh? Who belted best? Award your fourth point to the team that impressed you the most. Hmm, it's tough. I know. It's just. They're both really good. It's either Hamilton or the love song for Roxy. Mm. It's tough, but you are our very smart judge, so I know you can make an excellent decision. I have made my choice. Excellent. Then it's time for our final round. The final six. Rosie, Mm. you've got just six words to wrap this thing up. Use them wisely. (laughs) Okay. Um... Short preface. Julius Caesar, the famous Roman general and <laughs> statesman, famously said, Veni vidi vici, which means I came, I saw, I conquered. With that in mind, Maeve, here is my final six. Oh. Raccoons came, they pawed, <laughs> they raccoonkered. <laughs> okay. Ooh, very, history. Very nicely done. I've history. always liked my his. I, I liked history, especially because I had a good American studies teacher. That'll that'll do. That'll go far away. All right, Roy, it's your turn. Give us your final six. Okay. Since I'm a teacher, I'm going to go back to the facts here. Former debate coach speaking straight to the listening audience and to Maeve, our wonderful judge. Raccoons are rabid. Opossums are awesome. Mm, to the point. All right. This debate has been quite the creature competition, but who will win? There's only one person who can make the call. Maeve. Me. 
<laughs> Have you awarded a point for that final six? Yes. Maeve, are you ready to crown one team the Smash Boom Best? Yes. Drum roll, please. The winner is... Raccoons! <gasps> well done, Raccoon. Raccoon! Well done. Yep. <laughs> so, Maeve, was there a moment that decided things for you? What put Raccoons over the top? It the the song the, uh, the song I I like the the song because it, it there's story behind it mm. there was story and it was like it was for Roxy a character that showed up before and I was like I, I like the relevance. you got attached to Roxy yeah and that was a good tactic Roxy. there Rosie nicely mm. done thank you Rosie it was such a joy to debate you and you know I learned so much about raccoons and those sneaky little hands of theirs and and just how smart they are, you know, in combination with those mm -hmm. hands and the things that they can do, you know, those raccoons are pretty impressive. And you did a great job of showing the world how absolutely cool those raccoons are. Thank you, Roy. It was so awesome debating you. You did a stellar job. You are a consummate performer and I'm still in awe of your Hamilton track. So great job. And that's it for today's debate battle. Maeve crowned raccoons the Smash Boom best, but what about you? Head to smashboom.org and vote to tell us who you think won. Smash Boom Best is brought to you by Brains On and APM Studios. It's produced by Molly Bloom, Ruby Guthrie, and me, Rosie DuPont. We had engineering help from Gary O'Keefe, Evan Clark, and Matt Dittman. Our editors are Sandin Totten and Shayla Farzan. And we had production help from Anna Goldfield, Mark Sanchez, Anna Weggle, and Nico Gonzalez-Whistler. Our executive producer is Beth Perlman, and the APM Studios executives in charge are Chandra Kavadi, Alex Schaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Our announcer is Marley Foyer Worker Auto, and we want to give a special thanks to Austin Cross, Taylor Kaufman, Pablo Sandy, David Brancaccio, Marielle Segura, Erica Romero, and Ilo. Roy, is there anyone you'd like to thank today? I'd like to give a special shout out to my resident opossum expert, my dear daughter, Dorothy, and uh, to Paws and Claws Rescue and College Station for allowing us to help rehabilitate their raccoons and possums alike, and to the wonderful staff here at KAMU in College Station on the campus of Texas A&M University. That's wonderful. And Rosie, how about you? Any special shout outs? Oh my gosh, a special shout out to the entire Brains On team that I work with. You guys are amazing. And also to Marielle Sagara, who played Roxy Raccoon. And how about you, Maeve? You want to give any special thanks or shout outs? My dad, who came with me here today because he's awesome. Dads are awesome. All right, before we go, let's check in with Maxwell and see who he thinks should win his hide and seek versus tag debate. I think tag should win because tag is a really fun game to play with your friends and you can play it in a lot of different ways. Do you have an idea for a knockdown drag out debate? Head to smashboom.org and tell us about it. We'll be back with a new debate battle next week. Bye. Adios, Opasa, friends. have a question glitter poop pro or con i don't know i mean if my poop sparkled <laughs>